Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is, dare I say, a legendary broadcaster in these parts. At one point in time, he was just the play-by-play man of the Providence Bruins, sitting in studio with me every once in a while. Where, where uh, back in the day, we Poor would guy. have some pizza and just talk about whatnot. And now <laughs> he is the voice of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. He is a TV star, got a face, and apparently a lounge act as well. From some <laughs> of the photos that we see from uh, our friend David C. Gosher, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, here with Gresham Keith Gosh. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? That's one hell of an introduction. That that's something else right there. That that's real special. I'm good, guys. Uh, good to be with you, Gosh. This is a hell of a spot that the Bruins find themselves in tonight. Apparently, they didn't really love this coach, or at least some of them didn't. The organization lets Bruce Cassidy go. As Keith said earlier, he was unemployed for about seven minutes, or the length of the flight from Boston to Vegas, and they scooped him right up. Um, from the other side of this. How, what's the feeling going into tonight, Gosh? Yeah, I mean, I think, guys, that, look, you know, Bruce kind of downplayed it this morning, saying that, you know, if he was a former player coming back, it might have a little bit more juice to it. I'm not sure I completely buy that. I think human nature being what it is, I think this game does mean a lot to him tonight. It's not just another game on the schedule. Um, I can tell you this, fellas, he's the Golden Knights have responded to him. Um, you know, they've had a real good start. They had a great, real First, first uh, 15 games, they were 13 and two. Since then, they've had a little bit of a roller coaster. But uh, look, I, you know, I do think whatever the issues were here for the last, uh, you know, the last little bit, um, I think the team in Vegas and, and you know probably needed uh, a coach like Bruce, who's high on accountability. You know, he said that earlier this year. The ice time is the ultimate equalizer for these guys. And uh, there's been times this year he sat some of their best players for certain stretches. I know there were, you know, maybe some issues here in the past uh, with the Bruins, but I know that they responded for the most part to what he's been, uh, you know, trying to get across to them so far this year. And I know his honesty is probably what led a lot of the fans and media to really like him and maybe some of the players to look at him a little side-eyed. Is, is he still, in addition to the ice time, is he still very honest when he's talking to you guys and, and uh, answering questions and, be, and being brutally honest at times about his players? Well, I'll tell you what, Rich, he's been great, you know, for what I do, for what we do, as a, you know, for a living, he's been unbelievable. Um, he's great. You know, he'll just talk, honest, candor. Um, you know, publicly, you know, he really hasn't said, uh, you know, anything negative uh, about the guys. But I do think, look, he's an intense guy. I think one of the adjustments he's made, he's kind of talked about recently, is he's intense on the bench, but I do think he's tried to alter it a little bit when they get in there for an intermission to, all right, let's, let's fix what the issue is and try to be a little bit more calmer in those situations. But uh, they've responded, you know, they've responded to him. Um, he's been great for us. And look, it's not to say they, they get off to a great start. They've had some, some bumps in the road as of late, but you know, for the most part, they've, they've been a, a good team. I mean, you know, the record says they're good, but they've been pretty consistent all year long. Gosh, I know that you're obviously calling the golden Knights games, but what have you heard on the West Coast about the Bruins, their start, and how things are a little different here under Jim Montgomery? Yeah, it's funny, Gresh. You know, from afar, and look, I, you know, I kind of keep an eye on what, what's going on. I, I didn't think – I thought they had a good team. You know, I thought that – you know, Bruce Cassidy has mentioned this, that, you know, he inherited a good team from Claude Julian, whatever it was, five, five six years ago. 
And I think, you know, I don't know how far Bruce would go with it. I think Jim Montgomery inherited a good team from, from Bruce Cassidy, the, what they put in place there, the foundation to how they want to play. Um, I didn't think the Bruins were going to be 20-3 and three out of the gate or 14-0 and 0 at home. But from what I've seen and heard, they've been able to do it a lot of different ways. Um, they haven't really – what was as close as they came losing to home at home was to Carolina, right? They were down 2 nothing, came back and, mm-hmm. and won the game in overtime. Seemed to dismantle Colorado pretty easily the other night, even without some key people on the lineup, I know, for the Avalanche. So, uh, look, you bring David Krejci back. Hampus Lindholm is healthy. Bergeron decides to, to play another year. They were able to kind of get by early without, you know, McAvoy, Marshawn, and Grizzlick. And, uh, you know, Lena's Olmark's 14-1. and one. So I think that, you know, the Golden Knights have tried to take a similar approach under Bruce Cassidy as the Bruins did here under Bruce. Real good team defense. Don't let their goalies face a ton of great chances. And I think for the most part that the Golden Knights have done that. And, and from what I've seen, you know, with the Bruins, they've been able to do that as well. Are even you a little bit surprised, Dave, that when you left calling games for the Bruins, that all these years later, Patrice Bergeron would basically be playing at the same level, still the best <laughs> defensive forward and just uh, the consummate you know, professional and team captain? Well, you know, it just makes me feel old, Rich. I remember <laughs> when he came into the league, right. he was 18, and I think it was like my, I don't know, third or fourth year doing the games or something like that, and the fact he's still doing it, but doing it at such a high level, um, I think is awesome. You know, it's it's been just been unbelievable that this this whole growth and, and to see his development through these last what's it now nineteen years with with the Bruins. I was uh, I was pretty pumped. You know, I was talking to some people about uh, you know seeing him go you know past a thousand points, and he's in some pretty lofty company there. You know, in that top four in Bruins history. So I think it's I think it's great, and I. You know, why wouldn't you, you know, try to play as long as you can, especially when you're still playing as at high a level as he is. Our friend Dave Gosher is now the uh, TV voice of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. He is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Gosh, hockey and Vegas didn't feel like it was really going to fit together. What kind of environment did you walk into out there in Las Vegas, and sort of where is it at now with this team? Yeah, they've loved the team, Gresh, I'll tell you, from day one. Um, you know, I, I think this, and look, I've been there now, what, about five and a half years. Uh, but talking to people that have lived out there for 25 years, they wanted something, you know, an identity kind of away from the strip. I, I mean, I think it's, it's like anything else. I tell people, look, I lived and worked in Boston for a long, long time. I never walked the Freedom Trail. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you live in the – I was on, a, right. I was on the, a duck boat once. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, if you live there, that's really not what you do. But, you know, I mean, I love the Strip. I live about 20 minutes west. And, you know, pretty much everyone that works for the team, players, coaches, broadcasters, we all kind of live in the in the same area. Some in bigger houses than others. But Oh, don't said, start. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. don't listen. If they're, I'll Some tell you right now. <laughs> I was going to say, every time, every time we go to Vegas for like a UFC event, yeah. if I can bring my golf clubs with me, I know who to call. Because I know if there's <laughs> yeah. one guy in Vegas who can get me a free round of golf, we're talking to him right now. Yeah, you call Shane Knighty. Call my yeah. partner Shane Knighty. Yeah, you know what? Sure. You, he works with yeah. yeah, so what's it like working yeah. with the sheriff? He became a uh, little bit of a legendary uh, – he had like legendary status here for a period of time. Yeah, he's awesome. You know, he's great. We, uh, you know, we had instant chemistry, clicked right up right away on TV, off TV. We're, we're together all the time. Our families are close. Like, it, it's been, 
It's been great, and I think for us, but for everyone involved with the team, guys, like it's been an unbelievable ride. You know, they now look, they were great right off the bat. You know, they go to the, the final in year one, and, and they have two more trips to the to the conference finals or the semifinals. Um, last year was a bit of a downer, right? They missed the playoffs, but they've had a ton of success. You know, in their first five years as an organization, there's teams. You know, you think the Buffalo Sabers would like to have any sort of run like that over a four or five year period? I mean, it's. Uh, They've had a great a great run that's off the charts. I would encourage you guys if you can get to a game out there. Uh, the atmosphere is off the charts every night. It's you know a random Tuesday against Columbus or Saturday night against the LA Kings. It's all the same. It's uh, it's unbelievable out there. Jack Eichel uh, acquired last year, having a really good year this year, leading the team in goals and points, but looking like a game time decision tonight. He's got got some kind of issue. Yeah, I think so, Rich. You know, I don't know if he's going to play. Um, I know he gave it a shot this morning I, I, over at the Garden. I don't think it went great. Uh, you know, he left the other night, the third period in Detroit, with it looked like some lower body situation, and uh, which is too bad. You know, he's been he's been real good for them. You know, the whole drama. Speaking of Buffalo, that he went through with the Sabers, comes to Vegas last year, jumps in the lineup in the middle of February, um, led them in goals from then to the end of the year, and he's their top scorer this year. So. They could be without him, and Alex Petrangelo hasn't been on the trip due to some personal uh, a personal issue back in Vegas. So they they could be without their top forward and their top defenseman tonight going against uh, this Bruins team that's been uh, been so good this year. But Eichel's been he's been excellent for them. I think Bruce Cassidy's kind of you know relied on him to be a a two hundred foot player and to challenge him to to be a two hundred foot player and. And he's accepted that for uh, you know for this team and for their for their new coach. All right, now I know that there and and feel free to make fun of me as I know you will. Uh, you know you can go all full blown Jack Edwards on me. So are you singing in a band? There's a photo of you singing into a microphone with with a guitar. What is going on? What what is happening to aging Dave Gosher? A- aging, yeah, by the minute. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Well, long story short, yes, I play I play guitar and I sing in a band called Double Minor, like a little hockey. Ah, uh, yeah. on there, right? Yes. So we made it the name of the band Double Minor because I was these guys have been together. I joined them about a year and a half ago. I, I don't know if you guys remember the whole debacle the Golden Knights had in the playoffs with San Jose in 2019, where they they called a major penalty on Cody Eakin, three nothing lead in Game Seven. wasn't even a minor penalty. They called a major and they ended up losing the series. Well, we called the band Double Minor, not a major, maybe not even a penalty, but Double Minor. So yeah, we uh, fantastic. We play uh, yeah, we play the pubs. Yeah, classic rock, usual stuff, right? Stones, Beatles, Stone Temple Pilots, um, all that stuff. You know, we work working on very little. I think we have two Chris Stapleton songs, a little bit of country, but it's all, I love it, guys. Look, I'm fortunate. The other five guys in the band are very, very good. Um, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> no, I, just, I just try to do my thing and sing some harmonies and uh, and play a passable rhythm guitar. But it's yeah, it's. Uh, we're not under any illusions. We play the pubs. We're not. We're not touring the country anytime real soon. Oh, there you go. So we can find you at Sam's Town, right by the bowling alley, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, we we play a place out there called the Sand Dollar, which is like a. Uh, oh, that sounds like, like a, a real divey. old Vegas place, doesn't <laughs> it? Divey, cheap drinks. You know, it's off the strip, right? It's Dude. nothing fancy. So it's right up our alley. That's our that's that's our strong suit. The dive bars. That's where we flourish. That is fantastic. And ghosts, just know that whether it was on uh, the text, whether it was on our uh, Twitch uh, chat, 
Everybody with the Bergeron, Bergeron. Everybody remembers that legendary <laughs> stuff, man. Uh, hey, I'm glad we uh, connected. Thanks for the time, Ghost. You really appreciate it. Enjoy the hell out of it. Hopefully you get to see you soon. And uh, all the best to uh, you and the wife. And have a great uh, holiday if we don't see you. All right, guys. Yeah, it's uh, always great to be back and uh, great to join you. Take care.